Hey family, thank you for tuning into Our Roots Podcast with Joseph Babaifa. We're only the strongest roots see the light, brought to you by Botanica Candles and more. And if you haven't had the opportunity, please tap on that subscribe button and be sure to tell someone about the channel. Today is a very special Ifa and Psychic Kids. And today we're joined by two very special young ladies who have some really excellent gifts. To my left, I have Miss Allie and Miss Zoe. So, um, Allie, how are you doing today? Awesome. And uh, Zoe, how about you? I'm also doing good, too. Awesome. We really appreciate you guys being here. So what we want to do with this episode is we want to show how people of you all's age group are able to show such amazing, you know, spiritual abilities at such a young age. So what I'm going to do is one by one, we're going to kind of get into y'all's spiritual history, what you've been through so far. And um, kind of go over the things that have occurred to you up until this point and what could happen in the future. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, Ali, we're going we're gonna to start with you. Um, who's your guardian Odisha? Um, my guardian angel is Elegua. Nice. And um, what ceremonies have you gone through? Um, I have my gofa and I'm scratched in Palo Mayombe. Oh, that's so awesome. And, and how old were you when you went through these uh, these ceremonies? I was two years old. Oh, my gosh. And how old are you now? I'm 10. Eight years ago. Do you remember anything? No. Oh, that's good. Because those are intense. And Zoe, um, who's your guardian, Odisha? Uh, my guardian angel is Ochun. Oh, that's awesome. And, and what ceremonies have you been through? I have my gofa and crown spiritism, and I was crowned Ochun. Oh, my God. And how old were you when all that happened? I was one and a half years old. Oh, my gosh. You ladies, you know, before the age of five, you already had ranks, priesthoods. You know, how long have you guys known each other? Uh, We've we known each other since our whole lives. So you came into each other's lives around the same time you came into the religion. So that's really beautiful. Um, you know, just to see two people your age going through the same processes, being able to interact with each other. It's, it's really special. So, uh, Zoe, I'm going to start with you. Um, what was it like the first time you saw a spirit? Oh, well, one time when I was, like, brushing my hair, trying to get ready, um, uh, I saw Ochun. Uh, she, um, she had her hand on one of my shoulders, and when I tried to look back, she was gone. And what did that make you feel? Uh, at first, I kind of felt a little nervous at first, but then I felt a little happy because I know that she will always protect me. She'll always be around. Nice. Do you remember what she looked like, or was it more like a blur or a shadow? It was like kind of like a shadow, or like a kind of like a blur or shadow. I really don't remember. Kind of. That makes a lot of sense because when people start seeing things like that, most people would think we can see them how we see each other right now, right? But when you're developing that sense of spiritual sight, it is a blur. So that, that makes it that makes a lot of sense because most people who have the gift that you do, they say the same thing. It was a blur. It was real quick. They were behind me or to the side of me. So that that's perfectly normal. And Allie, have you ever seen any spirits? Um. Well, I first started seeing orbs, but every time I um tried to look at one, it would move to it like a different corner of my eye. And also, 
they were really small, so easy to ignore. I remember the first time I saw an orb, I was in a photo, and the orb was under my wrist where I wear my bracelet at. So it was it was really intense. But um, where did you see the orb? Was it in your bedroom? Was it you walking around the house? Were you out and about? Um, I don't really remember where it was the first time I saw it because I've been seeing them like a lot. But I'm pretty sure that like I see them like around my house, like maybe in the kitchen or like in the living room, in my room. So you've seen these more than once? Yes. Now, when you first saw them, were you scared? Um, no, I just thought it was just like something that everyone sees. I tell you, not everybody does, but, you know, the fact that you weren't scared and, and you were so comfortable, that's really rare. Because, you know, you have grown-ups like us, you know, maybe not us because we know what we're looking at, but maybe people who don't know about spirituality who would see something like that and, like, freak out, you know? Yeah. So the fact that you ladies are so calm interacting with things in a whole nother dimension, that's really special. Now, you've seen things in person. Now, what's it like? from a dream standpoint do you guys ever have dreams like Ali have you ever had like dreams or visitations in your dreams um well I well I um so my mom she was told by doctors that after me she wouldn't be able to have any more like babies mm -hmm. or children and but like, I always really wanted to sip like, a younger sibling. And I always kept on having these dreams that my mom was, like, pregnant or, like, had a baby. Or, like, I just had, like, a younger sibling. And then, like, one day, um, when I was nine, my mom just tells the whole family that she's pregnant. Oh, my God. And, and what were you thinking at that moment? Because you knew that that was going to happen by way of your dreams. So what did you think at that moment? I thought that it was, like, pretty cool that, like, I kind of already knew. But also, at the same time, I was a little bit surprised because, well, then again, she was told by doctors that she couldn't have any babies. Yeah, but me and Mommy changed that real quick. You saw we had a baby, right? Yeah. Joey Pooh switched <laughs> it up real quick. We had that baby, you know. But um, it was really intense when you told me and mommy because when me and mommy were trying to get pregnant and we hadn't we hadn't told you or your brothers or anything like that and every now and again your mother would wake up and, and tell me hey Allie had this dream and it was really clear and we weren't sure you know whether the lord was going to give us one or not and you know for you to have these dreams over and over again and for us to ultimately have her you know your sister um really divine I'm actually going to mention another one before I ask you, Zoe, that um, Ali has done before. When we do our Hand of Ifa ceremonies, right, and, um, you know, there's this game that we play. It's like, who do you think the guardian angel is, guys? And um, Ali's gotten, like, um, like, the last couple ones, like, right. You know, Emilio, she called out that he was a, a son of Obadala. And she didn't even call him Obadala. She called him Baba, which is another name for Obadala. And, um, God, I forgot who it was. Last. Oh, your sister. that She came out of Chowder Woshun like me and Mommy. So, you know, what was it, what was going through your mind when we would ask you, hey, who do you think? And, you know, would it just pop up or how? what was it like? Um, well, for my sister, I just saw, like, I didn't just, like, guess because I saw, like, in my mind, I just saw a picture of, like, a sunflower or something. Like, like a flower. 
like a sunflower, I think. And um, I thought it meant chango, but I told my mom, and she said that it means oshun. Yeah, definitely. And, and the ironic part is, um, you know, all of Lola's clothes have like sunflowers on it. We we had bought all these sheets with sunflowers on it, and you know, we were still kind of what's going to happen, and you were very certain about that. But what about Emilio? What what made you? What, what was? Where did the Baba moment come from? Um. So first, I was just like, I didn't even know that that was like a guardian angel. Like mm. I didn't even know. But like for some reason, I just felt like saying like. Like, I was gonna like, I was gonna like joke around and say like Bob or something, <laughs> but like, I just said like Baba, and then like my mom told me that like that's short for something, but I had no idea of that. I just felt like saying that. I don't know where. And that's really incredible because spiritual messages sometimes they come to us in weird ways. Like we hear the word Bob, and we're like, what does that have to do with you know our spirituality or our religion? And then it becomes Baba, and then you're like, well, where did that come from? Was that a voice? Am I hearing things? Am I not? And it's all real because you can't make things like this up. They just happen, you know? So, Zoe, have you ever had any interesting dreams, like, spiritually? Actually, yes. Uh, a couple months ago, um, when I was getting ready for bed, um, I had, like, a dream about a teenage girl who had black hair, everything, um... And recently, a couple years ago, my sister, uh, she passed away, and um, and I like we see f I have photos of her, a lot of them. Um, so I think like that's my sister asking for help, or like she wants to visit me or something. But um, and it's just really cool because um, I know that she's always with me, and it's really nice. Um, but I'm a little bit sad because I never got a chance to meet her before because I wasn't even born. Yeah, and when we lose the people we care about, it, it can be very sad, especially when we didn't have the chance to get to know them and we hear our parents talking about how wonderful they were, yeah. you know. And I, I think that's what's so beautiful about our religion is that life doesn't stop here, you know. Mm -hmm. It just changes, you know. Our loved ones, they're here with us right now. They're just on a different plane. They don't have bodies. They're just energy at that point. And the fact that she visits you in your dreams, you feel her, that lets you know that she still has a bond with you, you know, and she knows who you are, you know. And, and it's great that you still have that opportunity to build that bond, even though it's not physical, mm -hmm. you know. But um, it also lets you know how, how much potential you have spiritually or how much energy you have within you because – you live in a house of Babalawo, your mom has Orisha, and your sister gravitates to you. You know, and that's the beautiful thing about children like you guys or young adults as you get closer is that there's so much purity in you. And that's what you're really trying to preserve as you move forward through life. You know, learning who to allow to get to know that part of you, who to be kind with, who to interact with, etc. But that, that just speaks volumes about you guys because... People don't have this gift unless they're good people because the spirits only like good people, you know? So, Zoe, do you ever feel like you know when something's going to happen or has there ever been a time where you're like, oh, I have this thought and then, wow, you know, that happened and I was thinking it, you know, has that ever happened? Yes. Um, sometimes, like, when I'm talking to people or, like, if they pass me, like, a no or anything, uh, I feel like uh, I already done it, like they already did it. 
like they already passed me a note or like it happened before it to kind of like I felt like like a loop and it felt a little bit weird yeah and and that's what you know we could say this is you know like a deja vu Mm -hmm. premonition experience because we have lived these moments before you know when, when we're in that moment where it's like oh my god I was just thinking this it actually happened it's a confirmation that we are where we're meant to be you know and not everybody gets this and if they do not everybody recognizes it they'll be like oh okay that happened just moving right along because this only becomes real when you pay attention to it you know and the fact that you guys at this age have this awareness you know there's people who have been involved in this for years that don't have it so it's it really is special Ali, has that ever happened to you have you ever just like had deja vu moments or just knew when something was going to happen uh yeah sometimes it happens to me uh it's kind of like hard to remember like exactly what it was when it happened Mm -hmm. but i'll just say for example like let's just say i'm like like maybe writing on a paper and then i drop a purple marker like in that same order like of i already saw that before like I already, like, I don't know if it was, like, a dream or, like, a daydream or maybe just a thought, but, like, I feel like I already, like, saw that before. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can't always stop it. Sometimes we can't always change what's going to happen. Sometimes we see that or God gives us those kind of visuals to let us know, hey, I'm here. You know, this is real. You did see that happen and it happened again. It's letting you know there is energy and spirituality around you. Ali, do you feel like you've had past lives or you've been on Earth before somehow? Um, I feel like I had two past lives. Wow. I think my last past life, um, I don't know if it was like a thought or like maybe a dream or just like a daydream or something. Um, but I always like think that in my last past life, I was an old man that did bad things. Like that was like bad and he was mean to people and he was just not nice wow that's that's really profound because you know most people wouldn't say that even if they're not y'all's age you know now sometimes when we can recognize that we were a certain way in a past life or there's a spirit around us that has a behavior that we're trying to avoid um it just is a test in life for us to overcome that temptation right to be mean to be any of the negative things that we were in our past life because if we're here now it's because we made a mistake in the past one you know whether you were that man or whatever other instances we get into it's to serve as a lesson so that we don't repeat things you know and obviously you don't repeat that at all because you're the nicest young ladies I know you know but it's just a reminder. Now, you said you had two of them, you know, besides the old nasty guy. Who was the other guy, the person you were? Um, Like, the other one is, okay, so I was, like, between the age of, like, one and two, and I picked out, like, a doll, and I told my mom that her name is Daisy and that she's my spiritual guide. And then maybe, like, a few weeks after I got Daisy, my mom's just, like, combing my hair, and we're looking in the mirror. And I just, like, look to my mom, and I'm just, and I look at her in the mirror, and I'm just, like, Mommy, Daisy was pregnant, and she got eaten by an alligator. And then I told my mom that Daisy was me. So I'm thinking maybe that was one of my other past lives. Yeah, and I didn't even know this until the other night, so whoa, you know. But um, you said you had this revelation when you were two? 
or one and a half, something like yes. that. Do you remember where Daisy was? Was any idea of what part of the world she was in? Um, my mom, reader? my mom told me that I was saying that she was like by a river. Wow, so that makes a lot of sense. And what happens is at, at y'all's age, the reason at two years old we're able to have that kind of clarity is because there's still so much purity in you because you come right from heaven, right? You come pure, innocent, good. So you're still in contact with your higher self. It's like when your sister has these moments where she'll say something and she's not even a year yet. And we're like, where did that come from? You know, but you're still in contact with that little bit of you that's in heaven. You know, as we go through life, we distance ourselves from it a little bit because we have to learn how to live in the world, you know, which is very different from heaven. And then in the last chapter, we start trying to get back in touch with it. So you're your purest when you're born and when we go back to heaven, you know. So really interesting stuff. And that doll, I was actually in the garage the other night because I'm picking up the garage. And that doll, Daisy, she has this thing where I think she stares at me every now and again. Like she'll trick me. She'll be looking at me and she'll go like this. At least that's what I'm thinking. So she has those moments. I'm not sure if she's done that to you. Well, one time when we were in like one of our old houses, um, me and my mom came home and Daisy, like she wasn't like where she was before she was like, inside her room and we asked my brother why and he said he put her in the room because he got scared because he saw her blinking oh yeah see i didn't know that which one was that was that danny it or? was danny yeah yeah danny poor danny he's always getting like the spiritual freak out because he's he has a lot of mediumship himself but yeah she has a lot of energy and you look at her you wouldn't think that because she has her pigtails and she's so cute you know but she has a lot of energy so you she's know kinda she, like, she's kind of like she's like a normal girl but really, it's like full spirits. Yeah, like she's like, there's like a, a full-fledged adult in there, you know. So, And the dolls are like that. Like the spirits don't always want everybody to know what they really look like. So you'll have a doll that looks completely different from your spirit. Like my Indian doll, my actual spirit doesn't look anything like him. But he made me pick that doll because he doesn't want mean people knowing, you know, what he truly looks like so he can protect me, you know, and, and sometimes the spirits are like that when they're about protection. They don't always want people knowing, you know, what they look like for real, you know. Do you have any situations where you feel like you had a past life, Zoe? Well, no, because um, my mom or my dad, like, never told me, like, what I said, if I had, like, any past life. So, no, I don't think I have any past lives. Yeah, and sometimes it's your first time here, and sometimes it might be your last time here. If we do it right the first time, we go back and we just stay as energy, which is really awesome because even though life is great, as you guys are seeing, you know, there's pizza and parties and, you know, and, and, and Instagram, you know what I'm saying? There are aspects that are uncomfortable a little bit, and, you know, eventually after going through all the good times, maybe we don't want to go through that again. So if we yeah. do it well enough, we might just stay as, you know, angels, you know, or spirits ourselves. So really interesting stuff, girls. So, Ali, have you ever been in a Misa? Uh, yes, I have. In, in your best words, for the people that don't know, what is a Misa? You know, if you could tell someone. Um, a Misa is like when you sit in like a circle with a lot of other people and there's like a host mm -hmm. and they like, they say like prayers and they like, and they do like spiritual things like they they make sure you like clean yourself and stuff and 
like there's a lot of like energy in a misa and you can't like you can't leave your chair when you're in a misa so no like bad spirits come into the misa that was, that was perfect remember mommy always says whoever has to use the bathroom use the bathroom now i don't want nobody getting up in the misa zoe have you been in any misas yes i've been in a misa before but i was very little at that time so i really don't remember anything but the only thing i remember is that um they're praying sometimes they speak spanish and sometimes i don't understand because i was really little at that time mm-hmm. so they're like reading like i think the bible or like books or something i know that marina erica she would like she would usually say it because she's the host and she'll usually say some words that sometimes i don't even know what it is mm-hmm. so yes i've been in the misa before now even though you don't know what's being said how, how do you feel when you're there you know what's the feeling like for you zoe oh well i as Ali said, you can feel the energy mm-hmm. there. So sometimes I feel a little, sometimes when I first walk in there, I'm a little nervous. But then like when they do it, um, I feel a lot of energy in me. Like there's spirits all around me. Nice, nice. And that's because you, you ladies are, you know, based on the processes you've been through, whether being crowned in Espiritismo or being scratched in Pablo, these are very spiritual things. So what happens is after you go through them, the spirits start looking for you positively because they're like, wow, this is somebody who has the kind of energy that we're looking for and we could elevate with them the same way we can elevate them as well. You know, what are some of the things you feel when you're in a Misa Ali, being that you've been in so many with mommy? Um, well, the last Misa I've been in, um, last one, uh, I was in the Misa, but I haven't been in one in, like, quite a while. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of nervous before it started. So, like, during the Misa, like, maybe a little bit after they said the prayers and stuff, um, I don't know where my legs just start swinging, like, back and forth and back and forth. And I just, like, I don't think much of it because I just feel like it's because I was nervous. So, yeah, I didn't think much of that, but... Like, a few moments later, I just feel like I'm going to cry. Like, I just feel like I'm going to start crying. And I was just, like, so confused when I felt that because I was like, why would I be crying right now? There's no reason for me to be crying right now. And then, so I, like, cover my eyes because I was just crying. I was crying. And I covered my eyes and I just felt like I wasn't in control of my body anymore. And I was just, in my mind, I was just, like, so confused right there. But then my mom, she noticed me. And she came over to me with, like, a rag. And she started, like, rubbing my face and, like, my and like my whole body. And then she just, and then she got the chalk. And she started rubbing, like, my forehead with it and the back of my neck. And then I just feel like relieved that's really scary i mean joey poo is a is a babalawu so i don't go through that like as far as like feeling all of those emotions and all those symptoms we don't have the spiritual i guess organs or body parts to be able to feel all that you felt but we were so proud of you because you, you handled it so well. You know, like I said, you have adults that are in that situation that don't handle it as well as you guys, you know. But the only reason Mommy and, and, and Miss Lisa, your mother, have, have chosen to sit you guys in is because of the level of maturity you guys have and the, the amount of potential. 
And then, you know, to be going through all of that and for you to literally be going through what is recognized as being real, because that's what people who really come into trance or that come down, that's what they feel. You know, they feel shaky, nervous, start losing feeling in certain places. And then the overwhelming emotion that leads to tears. Because let's say it was Daisy that was coming through, right? Daisy's last moment was traumatic. She's like, oh my God, I'm getting eaten by a crocodile, right? That'll cause somebody to cry. Especially when you're feeling a human body again for the first time, you know? So when, you know, I don't think I was in that Misa. I don't recall. But um, no, I wasn't, right? When, when mommy told me, I was like, man, we, we got to get her in more of them because that means your spirits, they're trying to grow with you. And for you guys to be so young, you as well, Allison, it's, there's people that wait a whole lifetime and never feel what you felt, you know? So that's really incredible. Um, do you ever see mommy come down with them with though? Uh, yes, I have. In the last Misa that I was just talking about, uh, she... That was actually, I think that was the first time or, like, the first time that I, like, actually remember that she, um, that she actually, like, channels a spirit in a Misa that I see. And what's that like, seeing her take on a completely different character? Um, I just felt like it was kind of scary for me because I haven't seen this before or like I don't recall seeing it before but I just felt like this is like kind of this is kind of like insane because I was like <laughs> I was so I was really scared when that happened last me so like I was like oh my god I was just looking at her she had her hair in front of her eyes and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe that's my mom yeah I think we were taking care of your sister at that moment we were watching tv and uh mommy was going through it outside and you're like what's going on out there and you know like, like mommy's with uh with the salam aleikum again you know and you're like oh okay you know Zoe have you seen madrina in uh with the spirit or anybody else yes I've seen um, Marina, Erica turned into a spirit. Um, I remember the last time I was really, again, I was really little at that time. Uh, Ali and a boy were sleeping. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember that she put all her hair down to her face. Um, she had a hat on. Uh, she was smoking. Mm. Um, and, uh, she was like, you know, washing them. Like, they come up to her and, you know, they're washing her. I felt a little scared at that time because, um, you know, that was I was really little and I didn't know what was going on. So I think Ali and the boy were like in the couch sleeping. So I think I like I ran out to the room. I went out and I fell asleep because I was just so scared. Because that was like I think that was the time that like now like I remember. That was the only time that I remember. I mean, I, I feel you, because imagine how I felt. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm married to this lady, and look what she does. You know, she comes down with the muerto, you know, oh, my God, you know. And Madrina's muertos aren't very nice to me. They call me Godo. So, <laughs> so, but they're wonderful, and you guys handled it very well. I mean, I've seen people see a spirit come down, and they run out the house, and we never see them again, you know. So it's 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 a really intense thing. But once again, all that you guys are describing – is very real, very legitimate stuff because the people that do come into trance, 
these are all the symptoms they say, you know, and I remember Ali, you told me the other night, it was a feeling that you knew it wasn't mommy no more. Like it wasn't just how she was acting. It was how she felt. So like, how, how was the energy different? Like what, what was different? Um, well, when she, like when she channeled into a different spirit, she was like calling people up and she was like, kind of like, rubbing them with like a rag and then she like stop and tell them something that they need to be like aware of or like watch out for or, like stop or something and then when it came to my turn she was rubbing me with the rag and i just when she was touching me and stuff it just didn't feel like my mom i felt like someone else like it just and she was she was just she was talking different and also she was when, whenever she would touch me, it's just like, it didn't feel like it was my mom. Like, it felt like it was like, maybe like a stranger, but like, they knew so much about me. And that was another thing you said the other night was, mommy was saying things that nobody should know or would know, things you hadn't even told her before. So it was, that's, that's really confirmation of there's somebody there that isn't who I think they are, you know? Now... Zoe, you know, how old are you again? I'm 10 years old. 10, right? So you already have this gift. You're already already able to recognize, like, I see things that other people don't see, might hear things, feel things. You know, do you, do you think it's ever going to go away at this point? Oh, uh, well, no, because, um, you know, I was kind of tuned and everything, and I think now, like, still the spirits are still with me, like, right now, everywhere with me, everywhere I go anything and they know everything that i do literally so no i don't think my gift will ever go away like anytime soon how about you ali um i don't think my gift will go away but at the same time i don't want it to go away same that's good i mean you know most people what what happens and when people choose to go the other route and ignore it or try to make it go away you see very different outcomes right you see people get frustrated or sometimes they aren't able to take advantage of all the blessings that God is trying to give them. And then they spend their whole life trying to get away from it. And then they come to the Botanica or they see Madrina or me. And then they're trying to get it back, you know. And it never really goes anywhere. But it's like if you don't lift weights for a while, you get weaker. Because it's a muscle like anything else. So the fact that you guys are recognizing it, accepting it it's really really beyond your years you know do you think that gifts like this can help people ali um yes i think they can help people and how do you think that someone being able to be in touch with a spirit who's close to god or knowing things that the person might not know how could that help them with their lives um i feel like maybe the like the person with with the gift they can like help other people like maybe in like mesas and stuff and like yeah mesas what do you think zoe how could this these type of gifts help people well sometimes it depends what type of gift they have um but if they just be in more mesas like ali said um they will understand it they will learn how to use them correctly so the only thing to i'll give the advice to them is go to more misas 
nice. You can't have enough misas, right? And usually mm-hmm. Madrina has good food too. So that's why I show up because I don't do anything else. I there. love I the just, food I just, there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So Ali, you know, you being in a situation where this is um, Mommy and Joey Pooh's job, um, how do you see us helping people? Um, I normally see you guys helping people by like, um, well, how my mom helps people mm-hmm. is like, well, as I said before, she goes to Misa's and she like, she like maybe sometimes when she channels into a different spirit, she tells people like what they should be aware of, what they should know, what they should stop, like things like that could like really help them and also um um my mom and you both um like have the botanica and you guys like sell people products that can also help them and also how i think you help people is um is by like doing them like readings and like giving them like ebos and like Ifas and stuff and like singing for them. You remember when you had that project at school? I think they wanted you to show each of your family members. You remember when you had me sitting down and you had the music notes coming out of my mouth because you said that's all I do all day is sing? Yes. <laughs> I remember when your mother showed me that. I said, man, impression is everything. But, you know, being able to give people that advice to avoid making mistakes, you know, because at 10 years old, a mistake, you guys really can't make huge mistakes. You know, but when you get to 20, 30 and beyond, you know, when you're responsible for children and other people, mistakes can be much more intense. Right. And bigger. Exactly. Right. Because people depend on you. You know, if I make Mm -hmm. a mistake or somebody makes a mistake, we have families. So the fact that, you know, you're able to recognize that this advice could help someone basically save their family, protect their home. That's very beneficial. And there's a lot of people who are actually good people who actually help people. And I just feel really happy that there are actual people in this world who are not all bad. And some some of them are all really good. Yeah. And, and that's the key is maintaining that optimism and knowing that even if somebody does something you don't like to you, that doesn't mean the next person is going to do that. We just have to recognize, hey, that person did that to us, but the next person might not. I'm going to wait to see who they are. And if they're good, I'm good. And everything's good, you know? So that's beautiful. So Zoe, what what would you tell to other kids with your gifts that are going through what you've been through already and they don't know what to do? What, what would you tell them, you know, if they're feeling all these things and they really don't know what's going on? So like giving them advice? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'll tell them that the spirit is not all like they're not bad at all. They're always not. They're not negative. They're always positive. Um, if it's somebody that you lost, maybe you could put a candle or like if you have a picture of them, put the picture next to the candle so their spirit can feel comfort and you can feel comfortable. And if it's like you know a tune or a scratch or anything like that, um, they probably need help or something because remember my dream. There's somebody or like who I lost, you know, they, they look like they needed help. So maybe they just need help. Or if you have so or if you have like a friend who I experienced, maybe you can just tell them what's happening and everything. So yeah. Yeah, and not be afraid to say, Hey, I'm going through this because I think that's what 
And by the way, you ladies have done so wonderfully. So proud of you, just seeing you guys grow and being able to express yourself so well, especially with something like this, which is so random, so rare, so different. Um, it's really incredible. And the fact that if you're going through it, you're going to help other young people be able to say, hey, it's okay what I'm going through. I'm not weird. Nothing wrong is going on. I just need to find somebody that help that can help me understand myself, right? And I, nobody's perfect in life. Exactly, exactly, because to be alive is to be imperfect, right? We're trying mm -hmm. to achieve something close to that. We'll never be perfect, but we can get close, you know? Very. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, Ali, what would you tell to all the kids out there that are, are going through the same thing? Um, I would say, like, like kind of what Zoe said, like, like they're most of the spirits they're like good spirits so you shouldn't be like afraid of them or anything and they're they're really like sometimes they're trying to help you or like also Zoe said like they need maybe they need help from you and also I think that maybe if you're like scared or something you should just like pray or something and yeah it sounds good to me pray a lot <laughs> pray a lot get in contact with that part of yourself and when we're praying we're just speaking to another dimension you know mm -hmm. where the spirits live and that's how they hear us when we have that moment of oneness and solitude that's when they're able to focus on us us on them and we can have a real communication the really cool thing is that the thing that i'm thinking right now is that when we pray, it's going through the spirit world yeah. and then heaven and then, you know, God yeah. and spirits can hear everything. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And they're not that far away. They're like I said, they're here with us. We just have to have that faith mm -hmm. because when things like this happen and there's no other explanation for it, we have to accept that there's something beyond science. There is a spirit. There is a soul. There is energy. Right. Now, you spoke to the other kids that might be going through these same things like you guys. You know, Ali, what would you tell parents of kids um, that are going through this to help them understand and help their children through what they're feeling? I would say, like, if their kid tells them something like they're afraid or something, I would say to just, like, tell them that it's, like, it's okay. And they're, like, like I said before, like, they're they're mostly good and they're here to protect you and help you and they just want the best and you zoe what would you tell to those parents um i'll have to say f for like the kid who's telling the parent is that what ali said like they're not all bad um uh if they have like a friend uh who experience or they experience that um maybe they should tell them explain like you're scared or anything and they'll probably tell you uh it's okay like it's nothing bad um they're here to protect you watch over you and if you have any dreams like they're scared they probably again they probably need your help or like they're just afraid you know because sometimes not all you know people who die not all of them can go across yeah some of them still have and that's a really really profound thought on your behalf zoe like some people don't get a chance to finish all of their mission before they leave. So sometimes they need help from us to help them elevate to be able to pass on. Because just because someone has 
died doesn't mean that they're not here or they're not alive spiritually and they, they need help sometimes. So that's what could cause them to, you know, show up in a bathroom or, you know, mm -hmm. in a dream or whatever it may be, right? Like in a mirror, wherever that may be. Um, because they're asking for our help. They're trying to get our attention. Like when the dog barks at the empty water bowl, like when Jade barks at the bowl, same thing. They just want attention. So we have to give it to them. Or it's probably a spirit. They're exactly. probably looking at a spirit. Exactly. <laughs> poor Jade. Like all the, you know, whether it's in your house, our house, the poor animals, like that's all they go through. Because like my dog, Isabella, or Izzy, I call her, yeah. uh, she barked at random things. Like she looks at something blank and mm -hmm. she's like barking, barking, barking over and over. And sometimes it's my mini who eats her food all the time, which is mm. very annoying. Oh, yeah. But, like, they both bark at blank things, and we have, no, we have like, no idea. But now, you know, in this, in this podcast, now I realize it's spirits. Absolutely. What about you, Allie? I know you've seen uh, the, 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 the dogs and Finley and everybody doing weird stuff. Yeah, like, um, sometimes my cat Finley, he, like, he looks around at, like, things. He's a weirdo. He looks at things, <laughs> like, he he acts like he's looking at something. Maybe it's, like, a spirit. Yeah. I think it's a, probably a spirit. He's, like, always looking at things around him, but, like, it's not actually there. Like, he's, like, he's acting like... There's, like, a person there that he's looking at, but there's mm. really nobody there. Maybe he sees, like, a spirit or something. I remember last night I was looking at the stairwell, and Finley was staring, like, at the table, and he just freaked out and ran up to your room. So I was <laughs> like, okay, that must be what's going on tonight. You know, it's that kind of night. Girls, I'm so proud of you. Um, mm. So mm. well-spoken. Um, from someone like me or, like, Mommy or any of the other people that watch this podcast who've been in this for a while, to see people such as yourself, um, the future, because, you know, one day we won't be here, but you will. Mm -hmm. And to know that our spirituality is in good hands, whether you're making a living doing this or if you're just doing it for yourself, the fact that there's still people who accept and are willing to grow in it, it's so comforting. And I'm so proud of you guys. You know, would you like to say anything before we go uh, and start yes. interviewing the mommy bears? Go ahead, Zoe. Well, um, <laughs> bears. yeah, right. <laughs> Everything's a bear. Everything's an animal. <laughs> uh, when I was, I think, like one and a half years old, I turned into a spirit before. Oh, wow. Um, so I was like, what? Like, I, I can walk at the time. I think I was like trying to watch people or like patting them or do, trying to do something. That's what my mom said. And um, when my dad walked in, like I was pointing to him to like get out. Like I was doing this all the time. Like, mm. Kick daddy out the room? <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't really talk at that time. Yeah. I couldn't really talk at that time, so I just pointed like this, like, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And my mom said it's nothing bad. It's just that the spirit doesn't want him there. So I kind of I kind of get that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because sometimes what could happen, maybe daddy, you know, without even trying, he picked up some energy yeah. that wasn't compatible, and your spirit said, well, you know, we have to let him know somehow that he may need to take a bath or clean himself with something, or make an offering, any of those things. So sometimes, or just tell him to get out. Or just, just tell him, but you know, Allie doesn't come down with the spirit sometimes, but she still kicks me out of the room. So it's, <laughs> it's per everybody kicks me out of the room, you know. So I kick my dad out of my room all the time. Perfectly normal, you know. That's, that's <laughs> and my mom don't normal. tell. Wait, don't tell. Don't tell my mom that I kick her out of the room because sometimes. Uh, don't tell her about that. Uh, never mind. Uh, no one's gonna know. No one's gonna see this. You'll uh, be fine. It's on YouTube. Uh, my mom goes on YouTube. Uh, never mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Ali? What do you want to say to the world before we interview mommy? Uh, I want to say that this was fun. There you go. 
That's the most important thing. We enjoyed ourselves. Anything and else? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Go on. And... <laughs> that's it. There you go. That's all we need. It right? was super fun. At first, I was so nervous. But all I'm going to say is, good luck. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was really Good nervous. luck, Mom, because you're going to be next. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> there there you have it, man. A bunch of young mayores. Um, so much maturity. So much illumination from these young ladies who I've seen literally grow up and are turning into fine human beings. Um, can't wait to get the opinions now of their mothers women i know very well um to get that counterpoint of the observation of somebody else actually seeing them go through it from an outside perspective so we'll begin to that right now hey family and just like that we're back wanted to go ahead and introduce the mothers of the fabulous young ladies that we just interviewed to be able to get the perspective of what it is to be the child or the parent of a psychic child um the woman to my left um, needs no introduction. Um, she's been here quite a few times. Uh, Miss Erica Poroye, who is the mother of uh, Miss Allie that we just interviewed. How are you doing today, Poroye? Doing good today. It's a pleasure to be talking about Miss Allie. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen you all day. Where have you been? Oh, you see me all day. <laughs> and the, the woman next to her, a um, couple of her credentials, um, apart from being a real estate professional, she is a priestess of Shango for over a decade, the, the mother of uh, Miss Zoe, who we just... Uh, interviewed and a very dear family friend, Miss um, Lisa Shango. Hi. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you so much for allowing the world um, to see the capabilities and, and talent that your daughter has and, you know, provide um, clarity for other parents and other children that, that may be going through the same thing to help them understand themselves better. Well, thank you guys for actually having this podcast. Um, you're introducing this um, to the world and in a way that helps people understand it. And I applaud you guys for that, you know, because people fear what they don't know and knowledge is power. So what you guys are doing are very, is very powerful uh, and sharing this with the community. So thank you and hats off to you guys. I'm really Th proud of you guys. Thank you. thank you so much, sister. And you know, we love Zoe. You know, she's always over at the house, man. It's, she's always a pleasure to have. And her and Ali have such a beautiful relationship. And you and Poroye have such a long-lasting, beautiful relationship. It only makes sense. Um, when you hear these young girls talking about how they've literally been in each other's lives, their whole lives, they're practically sisters, you know, after eight years of knowing each other. Um, and they came into the religion around the same time, too, which is so epic. Um, I, I guess my first question, Lisa, is what was that motivation to get them in so young? What, what, what really spurred that? Um, to me, it was like a no-brainer, really. Nice. Um, because um, me and her dad were initiated into the religion. Yes. And it just made sense to continue that with her. Um, and the fact that she showed you know, her, spiritual, her spirituality at such a young age, um, that it was again, like I said, it was a no-brainer, you know, for her, um, and I want to be able to allow her to continue if that's what she chooses to do. So, you know, to explore this religion because it is a beautiful religion. If you really, you know, take the time to learn it and understand it, um, it's it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful things come out of this religion, 
you know, if you're open to it. You know, so I want to be able to give her that um, ability to make her own decisions. That if this is something that she chooses to continue to, you know, who am I to stop her to do that? You know, so with me and my husband making the decision of initiating her at such a young age, because she was initiated at a year and a half um, old, and people probably think, well, she doesn't know. But we as parents, we know our children. Uh, and to us, like I said, it was a no-brainer. Absolutely. And I tell you, being somebody that came from a family that didn't practice Ifan or Isha, in my opinion, no greater gift. Because you've, you've given them the revelation of their destiny and their purpose on earth and you know as you at that age they're like destiny you know who knows what tomorrow holds they don't care um but when you get to a age 30 and beyond you start really delving into who am i where am i what am i what am i supposed to be and there, there's no in my opinion there's no greater gift to mankind you know that you've provided that legacy um and i will tell you um when we had the privilege of interviewing uh bawa popola one of the premier Bawalawos in Nigeria, he said this is very common. You know, you hear so many different opinions and whatnot, but Bawa said, not an issue. You know, you see people, you know, that are 80 years old, they got initiated when they were two, and they have 70 years of initiation, <laughs> and it's 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 very common. So whether it's from him or numerous Olorisha that I've met in Cuba, they got initiated when they were two, three, four, and now they're 80, you know, it's it's very common. So... Um, and I ask you the same uh, question, Poroye, you know, with Ali, not going through the Orisha process, but, you know, having her kofa and also being, um, you know, scratched in palo, what, what really spurred that into action for you? Well, I think that, first of all, her receiving her kofa so young, um, you know, it really is a no-brainer because, to be honest with you, as a parent, it helps us so much to understand who our child is, who are they in this manifestation um, what are the challenges they might face? What are the benefits that they might face? And that, for me, it, it makes us a be better parent because by knowing her sign and her life, Odu, I'm able to be a better parent to her because I understand her. I understand her destiny. I understand who she is and who she came down to be. And as a parent, I could support her through that. You know, I can support her, uh, you know, into her finding herself and and so that's why it's so important it was so important for me to initiate her so young as far as palo um you know that's something that can raise a few eyebrows but you know ali at such a young age started experiencing a lot of phenomenon and i actually conceived her during my year in white wow. which is a very spiritual time and you know i do believe that the, the baby was born you know with extraordinary abilities because of that and I wanted to make sure that she had a stability um, with her court, especially that particular court that we um, created that bond early with her and her spirit so that that spirit could help her with that stability, especially since she was showing signs of recollecting previous lives. Yeah, that story's crazy um, with the old man. She was showing yeah. signs very young of coming into trance, and so it was so important for me to align her spiritually at a young age. And that's why we made the decision to scratch her in Palo at such a very young age. I, I tell you, you know, and, and you hear the stories um, that you guys have told me about their personal experiences, whether it's Zoe's or Allie's, full troopers. Because I've seen full grown people, men go into the room of Palo or Orisha and they come out crying. You know what I'm saying? You know, God bless them. 
But for them to be so young and be able to tolerate, you know, how strenuous those processes are, mm-hmm. four hours, five hours of just nonstop ceremony, bombardment, it's, it, it, it's nothing short of destiny. Because for someone to come with that kind of resilience at such a young age, that lets you know they must be meant for something, yeah. you know? Now, whether it was before or whether it was after, um, and I direct this one more um, to you, Lisa, because Erica kind of went into it with Ali already. What were some of the things that Zoe was experiencing that you were kind of like, hey, we, we have to take her through her processes to help stabilize her spiritually and align her? With, with Zoe, she would she would see spirits. Um, something very tragic happened to me about 18 years ago. I lost my first husband and my 11-year-old daughter in a car accident. Yes, ma'am. And she would have conversations with her sister. Um, and at first I would thought, you know, is she making this up or is she, you know, talking about a friend? But she would talk about um, with things with her sister. She would tell me things that um, only her sister would know. Wow. You know, and that was be like, and then, or she would pass by a certain area. You know, here in Florida, there's so many wooded areas. And she would be very descriptive of certain things that my daughter went through, you know, uh, in her, in the accident. And no one knew this, you know, and for her to be at such a young age and say, mommy, this, this, and this, and you know, hey, Bianca's here with me. I'm talking to her. She's right next to me, you know, is, was like, wow. So I says, you know, I have to, you know, explore this more for her and, and be able to direct her and support her, you know, through this what she's seeing and what she's you know even now she'll you know she does things in the house where you know i'm like why are you doing that and he's like oh because i feel something and i think we should do this mommy you know and i respect her in that because there's a reason why she's saying it yeah it's a it's a higher self type moment like even the emotions i was feeling just interviewing them and even you know you know we prep to a certain degree we keep it natural but just those kind of responses weren't the ones we were practicing. Like, you know, the, we're, we're trying to, you know, hey, what are you guys going to say? And then, no, I don't know. They're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. frolicking around the house. I'm like, okay, let's see how this goes. And then for them to just drop it like that, you know, such maturity, such poise. When some people, you know, they, they get frightened by the white light, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it speaks volumes. Now, you being initiated and, uh, you know, your husband being a Bawalawo and Erica being initiated in Odisha as well when, you know, these, these children were conceived. A big concept within Ifa is that DNA, that molecule, right, that we pass down to our children. And, um, you know, it, I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, either of these young ladies have what they have because look at the roots that they come from, right? So definitely they got something from you guys. So my question is, what were your experiences like, starting with you, Lisa, when you were younger, you know? Well, believe it or not, my mom, my mom was very spiritual, you know, um, and she you know, my mom, I was born and raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was very into the Catholic religion, but my mom was a person that she would put a cup on the table and she'd be able to read a person. And I found that like to be like, wow, mind blowing. Cause like, how would you know all this about a person and, and, and past, present, future? And, you know, and my mom, you know, I was always getting upset with her cause she never wanted to read me as her, you know, any of her children. Sure. Yeah, she's like, no, 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 no. Like, but why? I want you to read. What, what do you see? What do you? And she wouldn't. She, you know, she. It was very rare that she would, she would say things to me. 
Uh, and I remember one time, um, she actually, a spirit came down, and, you know, and she, and she was, you know, talking through a spirit. And the spirit tells me that, you know, one of my guardian angels is a saint, St. Barbara. Wow. You know, and it was funny because when I, when I started looking into, you know, uh, the religion, um, I was very intrigued. And growing up, I always wore a medallion of St. Barbara, wow. a chain and a, and a bracelet, which I actually still have to this day. And I never knew why I was so attracted to St. Barbara. And when I got initiated into religion, they explained to me St. Barbara is Chang'o. Yeah, the whole your whole life you knew you just didn't know that you knew exactly. Yeah, you know. Um, so I, th I, you know, I give it to my mom because my mom she's helped a lot. You know, she helped in her life. She helped a lot of people. Yeah. You know, with readings, you know, that she did in in Puerto Rico because my mom lived the majority of her life in Puerto Rico, and it's it's it was just mind boggling how she did that. Yeah. One, once again, the dynasty and that mm -hmm. DNA. You know, whether it was that old school espiritismo, curandismo, mm -hmm. that ultimately mm -hmm. translated in you taking even more fuller steps like you know it's yeah. it's just a lineage and i ask you Boroye, what were your experiences um as a child that may have resembled what ali was going through you know well you know I've, I've told this story a few times and i think people think i'm crazy still to this day even though i have a watanica and you know what have you but you know i sincerely remember being and i would have to say i, I was an infant because i remember laying in a crib so not being able to stand or walk yet. So you would think I, I had to have been an infant. And I swear to you, I remember thinking like a person, like an adult, almost like the movie Look Who's Talking, you know, how they have the infants mm -hmm. that are like, and then they're thinking like adults. I sincerely remember thinking and having a full thought process as an adult and saying, oh my God, I'm here again. <laughs> Like recollecting, like realizing that realization, like, oh crap, I just, I'm born again. Like I'm here. What the, and then being immediately upset, to be honest with you, yeah. you know, and it's just weird, you know? So when I, and I remember being about three years old and having like recollecting like that I was being born again and, and coming to terms with the fact that I had to, that I was living another life. And I really truly remember that. So it was really helpful to me because when my daughter started showing these symptoms and, you know, talking about all these things, you know, somebody who maybe hasn't been through it, hasn't lived through it and hasn't felt it, you know, they might have, you know, gone about things a little bit differently. But I'm so blessed to have experienced these things. And, you know, that's why I do believe it has to do with the DNA because the things that she was experiencing was so familiar to me. They were things that I, I experienced as a child. And, you know, it's so crazy because knowing my life sign, it actually talks about that, right, honey? It talks about the, the prodigy, prodigy child. child. The Dumako was the prodigy child, for yeah. sure. And, you know, there's various odus that speak about this illumination in children. You know, in the odu of Obedumako, the child saved the family. You know, and he was an infant. You know, he was running around talking, shooting bows and arrows due to spiritual intuition. The odu of Barakosun speaks of the young girl that saved their family. Um, the Odu Ofungando speaks of the spiritual connection between the fetus and God directly. I mean, it's just so much spirituality pumping through them apart from hormones, right? You know, it's, it's easy to get lost in there. And that's why it's so important to have that support system from the people that love you the most, your parents, right? So knowing both you and you guys being such fabulous parents, you know, uh, you know, and I start with you, Poroye, 
how has spirituality uh, made you adjust your parenting style? You know, knowing what your daughter goes through. Well, you know, it makes, once again, it, it makes me more open and understanding to the fact that there is legitimately something happening here that it's beyond our comprehension, right? And, you know, or it's be, it's beyond scientific proof or assumption or it's just, it's it, there's something going on that is a transfer of energy um, that is something that we have to accept as spirituality. And me being spiritual has helped my daughter and my children, because all my children are very spiritual, tremendously because I'm able to identify it. And, you know, there are situations that are not necessarily the same where, you know, you might have, you know, children that might be experiencing, you know, something other than spirituality. But in this particular case, I was able to recognize that it was spiritual. And the fact that I'm spiritual, I'm able to support her, help her, guide her, elevate her spirits, um, you know, and it's just been a blessing for me to see her grow this way. And, um, and she's lucky as well, because we're able to understand, you know, mm -hmm. we're able to understand her and help her just be herself and not be afraid. How about you, Lisa? How has how it adjusted your parenting style and understanding Zoe's behavior? Well, it's pretty much what, uh, what she just finished saying. It's just knowing that what she's saying is real. Yeah. Not uh, pushing it aside and saying, oh, you're just you know, making this up or, yeah. or you don't understand and don't talk that way or whatever the case yeah. may be. It's just accepting and knowing that this is real and, and guiding her the best possible way that I can. You know, for her to be able to explore and nurture and and move forward, you know, if that's what she chooses to do, so you know, with the religion, you know, uh, and just be accepting and open and being open. That's some. Um, that's you know, key is being open to what she's experiencing and being able to, you know, if I'm not sure of something, being able to reach out to people like you know, you, you guys and say, Hey, listen, this is what she's experiencing. What is your opinion on this? What do you think? And helping me guide her, you know, um, cause Erica, you've helped me guide her, you know, a lot, you know, when she has her dreams, cause she has a lot of dreams, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, she hears things, you know, people talking to her and things like that. And just knowing that she can come to me, not having her be afraid, come talk to me and say, Hey mommy, this is what I heard last night. This is what I experienced. This is the dream that I had. You know, so just being open and being there for, you know, for your child. And those are really the characteristics of a great parent in general. Just sometimes when we don't know what's going on, things get so cloudy, you know, for some people that aren't versed in things like this. Um, you know, in a world where so many people, I think, that are going through spiritual frustration or disalignment are misdiagnosed for having emotional or mental trauma, how do you think by you facilitating this, you are going to be able to guarantee a quality of life for your daughter, Lisa? Well, I, it's, it all goes back to being open with her, you know, and not, you know, calling it some, calling it what it is not. You know, I call it what it is. This yeah. is what it is. You have a gift and it is a gift to be able to, to hear things and, 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 and see spirits and, 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 and have these, you know, dreams. You know, because these dreams sometimes are, you know, cautioning you saying, okay, be careful with this or be careful with, you know, with that. 
you know, and just being there for her and being open with her and having her know that she can come to me with whatever she sees or whatever she's feeling, you know, that she's not, you know, going crazy or there's something yeah. wrong, mentally wrong with her because it's, it's not. And, you know, and, and it's sad that people portray people that way. Oh, it's, it's, it's something mental or something evil because it's not, yeah. you know, and I say, you know, I always say this, you know, people fear what they don't know. And, you know, I was talking to you yesterday regarding this is like, I love that you guys do what you do because you're educating people, yeah. you know, because people will will call this all these ugly things. And it really isn't. This is a beautiful, beautiful religion. If you practice it and you do the right thing, like with every with any religion, there is good and bad. And it's up to you to make that decision on which route you're going to go. You know, because this is a beautiful religion. You know, I was, when I decided to be a part of the religion, I wasn't forced to. I wasn't convinced to. I did a lot of research on it, and it just came natural to me. You know, I did it because I wanted to, not because I had to, or I was being forced to, or I was being trying to be convinced to do it. You know, and like I always said, this is a beautiful, beautiful religion if you practice it properly. Absolutely. And Poroyer, I mean, um, how do you feel with the quality of life aspect that this is going to benefit Allie in the long run? I think her being in touch with her spirituality is going to help her be a better person, being connected with her higher self. She's going to be able to be guided. Her spiritual court, they're going to be able to guide her, protect her. She's going to have that direct communication with them where, you know, they're going to help her find her path because we always we always lose our way. You know, we have to go through the bumps in life. And, you know, as much as we teach our children and, and want them to avoid it, we also have to let them live it. But her spirituality and me allowing her to have that spirituality and me encouraging it and her embracing it because it takes for the child to also embrace mm-hmm. it um, because it's not something that we can force upon them either. But her being so open to it is going to be a huge benefit to her because when she feels lost or alone, which there's always times where as humans we are going to feel that, she's going to know that she's not alone. She's going to know that she's never alone, that she's always going to be guided and she's protected. And, and that's going to help her throughout her life. And, you know, that, that's what I think is the biggest benefit is just her be, having that guidance, her having that openness and and just that connection with her higher self so that she can be able to, when she's feeling lost, she will find her way again. Well, ladies, to, to bring it full circle, um, Lisa, what, what words would you give to other parents that are going through this but might not have uh, the, the idea of where to begin, you know, to, to get an explanation on it? What would you say to all those parents out there? Be open. Find that person that you can connect to that can guide you and help you with your child. Um, but the key is be open, do the research, you know, learn, read. Um, there's a lot of wonderful books on on the religion, um, but I think the best possible, you know, thing that you can do is find that person, find that godparent that you can connect, that you can trust and connect with that can help you guide your child through this as well as, you know, guide you as well, because if you don't know, then you need guidance as well to be able to encourage and support and be open, you know, to your child for, you know, and again, like Erica said, is, you know, not force it upon, you know, your child, 
you know, but be encouraging and being there, just being being a good parent and being there for your child, no matter what. Awesome. And you, Poroye? The best advice, uh, the best advice I can give is, um, is to be open, you know, listen, listen to your child, you know, don't ever, please, a child cannot feel judged because if they feel judged, they feel afraid, they feel scared, and then they're less likely to talk to us. You know, even if it sounds crazy or if you have concerns as a parent, which you have a right to have concerns because it's scary, you know, as a parent, especially if you're not in touch necessarily in that way or open to that type of spirituality um, or may practice, you know, a religion where that's taboo, I still encourage you to be open and listen to your child, listen to what they're going through and be a support system to them. And, you know, educate yourself so you can be a better parent to them. Because as parents, we're learning every day. We're, we're not perfect. You know, they didn't come with books. Every day we're learning. And, you know, when you're feeling lost, you know, seek help. Seek a mentor. And um, just be selective, of course, because your children are precious. Always, you know, make sure that if you're seeking help that you are doing the proper investigations. But, um, you know, just be a listening ear, if anything, um, be a support system to them and just let them know and give them that reassurance that they will be okay. And I think sometimes at the end of the day, that's all they need so that they can be able to move forward and accept what's happening to them. Whoa. I, I tell you, this episode, I think, could end up being one of the most impactful. I think it could have one of the greatest effects on people and help quite a few um, ladies, I thank you for your courage, um, not for only you guys getting up here and talking about this, but for putting your children on display spiritually and having the trust in, you know, our viewers, the public to be able to analyze this and say, this is real. This is going to help people. This is going to help make us understand who we are better. And that's nothing short of courageous. So Boroye, as always, and Miss Lisa. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and um, what a beautiful interaction. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's, it's always a pleasure to come on and to be able to, you know, if, if this helps anybody, it's all worth it, Absolutely. right? If it just helps one kid out there that doesn't understand what they're going through, then it, it was really all worth it. So it's yeah. a pleasure like it always is, and thank you so much, Lisa. You, you came out <laughs> and, and, you know, what you're doing is is amazing and you're doing a great job thank you raising good human beings family so many things to go over before we disconnect right um if you have a psychic child and you're looking for confirmation um clarity please feel free to reach out to botanica candles and more for all of those that are looking for a consultation or an ifa class or if you're trying to become a better ifa or orisha professional we also are here to serve either by contacting BotanicaCandlesAndMore.com or 407-440-2086. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity, please like, share, comment, subscribe. Be sure to tell somebody about the channel. It may help somebody. Um, and from Joseph Babaifa, Botanica Candles and More and Our Roots Podcast, until next time, see the light.